Hi everyone and welcome back to Walk With Bex. It's been quite a while since my last podcast episode, but it's been a busy month of December, that's for sure. Since my last upload, we have traveled to America. I completed my mini cut and had my photo shoot in Vegas. Darren competed in the Olympia and we've had Christmas and the flu all at once. It's been a roller coaster, but a mega one with so many experiences and quite literally an incredible way to end the year. So much of what we've both achieved has been celebrated. And as we near the end of 2022, I thought it would be a good idea to share with you all some of my reflections and remind you all what habits and routines I have in place when heading into a new year. First things first, the end of a year marks the end of a chapter for me and where most people look forward to the year ahead and set New Year's resolutions, I don't. And I want to explain why. For me, The first and most important thing to do is to look back and reflect, allowing time to celebrate what has been achieved, accomplished, and everything I've learned this year. The year of 2022 has been a year of highs and lows, many ups and downs, some of the lowest moments in my entire life. You know, I've suffered some some deep sadness and a lot of loss, but also, It's been a year of healing and personal reflection and I truly feel this has been my most profound year on this planet. And that's how I feel, to be honest. I've done a lot of inner work and the work is ongoing. But the difference now moving forward is that I'll be carrying these new habits and these new systems for personal healing and development into the new year. And I'm honestly, really excited for this next chapter. I feel like a new woman in some respects and I'm looking forward to what more I can learn about myself now that I'm not afraid to do this inner work. For those of you guys who know me well or have listened to this podcast for a long time, you'll know I'm very much a goal-orientated person and I set goals throughout the year, across each month, week to week, and daily. It's how I've lived my life for many, many years. And I honestly don't remember the last time I set myself, quote unquote, a New Year's resolution in the traditional sense. It serves me no purpose. And for me, January 1st has no real significance other than it just being the first day of a month, the start of a new day. And for me, each and every single day is a new day. And I live my life feeling gratitude for each and every day. So in today's episode, I want to share with you why I believe you should ditch this idea of setting New Year's resolutions and move towards a more holistic approach to goal setting and continued progression in whatever you want to change in your life ongoing. There is a lot of research and psychology behind this idea of New Year's resolutions, showing that they are in fact faulty. Resolutions cannot lead to sustainable behaviour change because they're not constructed in a way that harnesses motivation and turns into action and real change. New Year's resolutions typically involve one of three wishes. The wish to stop avoiding something, like getting rid of all the junk in your inbox, the wish to stop doing something that makes you feel good, 
like eating, drinking, smoking, or the wish to start doing something that doesn't come naturally to you, like journaling, expressing gratitude, or exercise. And simply wishing for something without a clear plan of action for change and the building of new habits will ultimately set you up for failure. So we are all bound to fail to lose that weight, to get our email inbox down to zero, exercise more, stop drinking or smoking so much and feel more gratitude. Setting resolutions just doesn't work and they are inherently depressing. You know, 80% of resolutions that are set in the new year are abandoned by February, which is why making new year's resolutions you are really setting yourself up to feel like a failure, a loser, and a lazy person. And because you fail so quickly and thoroughly at them, you easily give up trying to change altogether. The reality is that changing repetitive, familiar, personal behaviors, or adding new, unfamiliar ones is a very difficult thing to accomplish. So resolutions are guaranteed to fail. And here are three main reasons why. Your behaviors are not just simple habits. We all have deep rooted and embedded intrinsic psychological and social systems within us. Your behavior is a complex product of your personality, your temperament, your various emotional and physical needs, both in the past and in the moment, and your learned experience and your kind of neurochemical feedback loops go well beyond your kind of daily awareness. The second reason is that avoidance is an especially devious trickster. Like when you avoid something that makes you anxious or uncomfortable, for example, that email inbox with 2,300 emails in it, you immediately are rewarded by a decrease in anxiety. If you face the thing that you have been avoiding, you immediately experience an increase in distress. So in the long run, it's quite the opposite. Persistent avoidance increases overall anxiety significantly and facing things that you've been avoiding eventually leads to a sustainable decrease in tension anxiety. But the trouble is to face the things you've been avoiding, you've got to learn to tolerate the short term increase of anxiety, if that makes sense. And it's a really hard thing to realize and to do. The third reason is that giving up behaviors that make you feel better for example, eating, drinking, or smoking, is difficult for obvious reasons. You know, why are you gonna give yourself, or are you not gonna give yourself the things that make you feel good when you're feeling bad? You know, how are you gonna handle the overload of, you know, feeling tired at the end of the day, or doing something that's gonna make you feel better when it's your way of relaxing? You know, if you relax with a drink at the end of the day, or you like to enjoy some food at the end of the day, you know, that deprivation is not going to feel satisfying to you at all. And any behaviors that provide that kind of reward system leads to you kind of releasing that dopamine hit and something that we're all wired to repeat. So those are the three main reasons. You know, your behaviors aren't just simply habits. Avoidance is more appealing for sure. And it's very hard to give up something that makes you feel ultimately good. So taking on new behaviors that don't come naturally to you means you're, you're kind of swimming upstream against your own temperament, your body's natural instincts, and your unconscious emotional kind of life that you've already built for yourself. 
the behaviours you resolve to change are difficult to change because they're currently working for you, or at least it seems that way in the short run. So instead of setting New Year's resolutions, why not try this instead? First, review your accomplishments from this year of 2022, and then set yourself goals. So if you review and write down your past year's accomplishments, you will be less anxious, you will be more focused, and you'll be more optimistic. It's likely that you'll be surprised at how much you have actually accomplished, and I would definitely recommend writing down a long list. Things that you've learned, people you've met, projects you've completed. Be really generous and be inclusive. You know, new experiences are also accomplishments. So is surviving a failure or a loss or overcoming hurt. You know, it's all relevant to your own personal development and growth and it all 100% counts. Ambitious, career-minded people, especially those with an entrepreneurial root, I find that really hard to say that word, are always focused on the future. They're always focused on the next challenge, the next kind of networking meeting, the next process of their business model, the next promotion, the next marketing effort. This kind of upward forward push is highly motivating, but it also deprives them of feeling of accomplishment and satisfaction. You don't really feel filled up and you don't feel good about yourself because you've always got this kind of chronic anxiety and impatience to always move towards the next thing. So it is vital that even if you are highly ambitious or motivated, take this time at the end of the year to reflect and review your accomplishments too. It's something I actively have to remind myself to do. Goals work far better than resolutions because in addition to being psychologically unrealistic, resolutions are too global and vague to be turned into motivated action. A resolution is something or something which its main function is to punish yourself ultimately. It essentially is not doable. You know, if you are a productive kind of uh, junkie and you see versions of this invaluable advice everywhere, then focus towards setting achievable goals and then break them down into tasks that are needed in order to get those bits covered and actually complete in a realistic time frame. It's the only way to move forward with real actionable steps. But the first task should always be to take a few moments to enjoy the satisfaction of seeing what you've accomplished during the year, then make one final resolution for life to always stick to achievable goals and break them down into doable tasks. Instead of of setting New Year's resolutions each year, which are coming from a place of pressure or obligation, when you feel like you have to hop on the bandwagon like everyone else because someone asked you what your resolution was, decide to make a change that is a good idea for you and realistic right now. Evaluate how big the change is and if this kind of change is actually reasonable. Otherwise, you'll end up feeling more stressed and discouraged. The stress and disappointment we sometimes place on ourselves can be hugely counterproductive. We sometimes think it's going to help us get more done and be more productive or make this change we really want to make, but making large sweeping goals with no real direction, plan, or forward thinking tends to increase our stress and make things worse. 
What is more productive is to be more aware of what you're doing and how it impacts on an ongoing basis so that we can be making adjustments in our lives to move forwards towards what we really care about. So just think in small incremental terms instead of big changes. This is something I do with all of my new clients who join my coaching team and ongoing week to week and month to month. If you would normally be a person that sets a huge New Year's resolution like quitting eating junk food or getting healthy or losing weight or you know joining a gym saying you're going to get super fit, then start by making that change a little bit smaller. Don't quit all food groups, but start assessing like what you eat daily and make small changes. Don't assume you are going to go from a couch potato snacking on crap every day to eating lean and mean 24-7 because it simply won't happen. The problem is that we often set unrealistic goals and we try to make a real big change and we try to do it all at once thinking we can suddenly completely overhaul our eating habits on January 1st when we've eaten whatever we want up until this day. It's probably a goal that's going to fail, and in most cases why people quit before February. And I know we've all been here. I've been here before too. I also think the social pressure around New Year's resolutions doesn't help either, because you're not wanting to make the change for the right reasons. But... Setting a goal for a healthier behavior and sticking with it is possible. To boost your chances for success in adopting healthy habits, choose small steps rather than grand leaps of um, goals and big gestures, and just be a little bit more strategic with your approach to the steps along the way. So for example, if you have a goal weight in mind, then start small and aim to work towards half a pound to two pounds a week that you want to lose by eating healthier and moving more. Not drop a dress size in a week or 10 kg down in a month. Saying you want to join a gym and become a gym junkie, again, won't happen overnight, but start by planning how you are going to move more with daily activity and be realistic about perhaps getting to the gym two or three times per week with a plan and a training program in place. And when you do these things, consider why these small adjustments will make your life better. You know, do you know that making this change could help you feel better, happier, or healthier on a daily basis? Or are you doing it because you think you should do it? Also, instead of trying to focus on bad habits or fixing what's wrong in your life, focus on mindfulness and self-awareness and release some of that self-criticism. So often in these times of kind of stress, we tend to really focus on what's wrong and what is unknown and what we need to worry about is not that at all, but the ways in which we can shift our perspective and even just being a bit more attentive, aware and grateful for the things that are going well or that are stable. You know, one way you can do this is by incorporating a mindfulness routine or a ritual into your life. It doesn't have to be elaborate or complicated. I'm not suggesting you start writing a journal daily, but there are plenty of ways to implement small moments of mindfulness in the day through meditation apps, you know, mindfulness tools and exercises. I honestly think trying to be more overall aware and engaged in your practice of what you're doing 
will help give you perspective on a more regular basis. You know, self-awareness is key to any change in life. If the idea of making New Year's resolutions fills you with dread, then consider ditching them altogether. Because the truth is, most people who set resolutions each year don't stick to them, and other strategies for adopting healthier habits work far, far better, trust me. So if you're listening to this right now and you want to create change in your life and make healthier habits and stick to them, then listen up. Here are 10 ways in which you can and will be successful leading into the new year. Number one, if you are going to make a change, pick the time that is right for you. There's nothing magical about the 1st of January that makes it easier to achieve a goal than it would be at any other time of year. If you prefer, let's say, exercising outdoors when it's warmer and you can go for a run and start a new running routine, then start in the spring. You know, do what makes sense for you. I personally set goals throughout the year. When the year comes to an end, I just use it more of a way of reflecting my achievements and accomplishments rather than a way of starting something fresh or resolving anything that I feel wasn't working. Number two, get specific about your goals. Start with a smart framework. You know, we've all heard the term before, setting smart targets, but honestly, if they are specific, if they are measurable, achievable, realistic, and have a time frame attached to them, then you will be more likely to achieve them because you are defining them in specific terms. So pledge to go for a run twice a week instead of becoming a runner. You know, the goal should always be realistic and achievable and aiming to run 5k before you plan on running your first marathon is more realistic, you know, and have a definite end date or a milestone that you can work towards, such as signing up for your first scheduled fun race, you know, and put it in the calendar before you think about that big goal of running a marathon eventually. Number three, change your environment to set yourself up for success. Don't count on motivation and willpower alone to accomplish your goals because this will never work and it won't last. Set yourself up for success by changing your surroundings to encourage healthier behavior. So that might mean ensuring that you don't have junk food in the cupboards at home or charging your phone out of reach at night so you aren't tempted to pick up the device and scroll before you go to bed or when you wake up in the morning. Whatever your goal might be, make sure your environment makes it easier and more possible to reach it. Only you can change the system. Number four, surround yourself with supporters. Round up your personal cheerleading squad and keep them at the ready. If your goal is to eat healthier, Consider asking a friend or a family member to go food shopping with you once a week to remind you to make those nutritious choices when shopping or employ a coach to create a meal plan that gives you a list of all your shopping requirements. Other members of your support team could include your partner, a therapist, a personal trainer, an exercise buddy or a peer support group person. Like this is exactly why I have my team Bex WhatsApp group chat we have team calls once a week and I have a Bex buddy system for everyone on the team. We're all in this together and we are a team. So surround yourself with supporters. Number five, spot the saboteurs. Likewise, if certain people feel uncomfortable with your goals or with the behavior change that you want to make, 
especially if it's a habit they are still enjoying, recognize that and be prepared to stick with your goals, even if they try to persuade you to do otherwise. Remember, you don't need to defend or even explain your personal choices to anyone. Instead, be firm with them and about your decision from the outset. You know, let people know what they need to know in the simplest way possible. And if, for example, you're trying to drink less, then just say, no thanks, I'm not drinking tonight. You don't need to explain yourself further than that. You're not responsible for removing other people's discomfort, only responsible for you standing firm with your decision that you have made for yourself. Number six, experiment a little. Be specific with your goal, yes, because that will help you clearly understand and identify the steps you might need to take to get there, but be a less rigid about your approach at other times because this can be really good for you too. You know, if your goal is to spend less time on your phone, you might experiment with taking apps off your phone for a short period altogether. When you treat your goal as a slight experiment, you can learn as you go. So try committing to a new behavior for a month rather than saying you're going to do it for the rest of all time. You know, even with goals, there's always an opportunity to shift the goalpost and shift the goal based on what it is that's working and not working. So I think it's important to be flexible as well in your approach. Number seven, automate cues to keep yourself on track. Again, don't rely on motivation and willpower alone. Automated reminders and cues are very powerful in helping you create new habits that aren't automated yet. So for example, having things like phone alerts and alarms to remind you to drink more water or to take a break from sitting down. Visual cues can be powerful, like post-it notes on your mirror or you know your meal plan written up on your fridge to remind you what to eat in the day um, and help you get closer to your goals. And having these kind of automated cues and reminders just make it easier to stick to this new routine change. Number eight, accept that barriers are out of your control sometimes. So worrying about what you can't change usually just increases your anxiety and makes you feel discouraged. So if you can't, for example, afford to hire a personal trainer or a coach, then there's other things that you can do about that. Instead, focus on what can I do with the information I have? Be realistic about what you can achieve. We all face barriers at some point when we're working towards the goal. But understand which ones are out of your control and decide what action you can take moving forward. There's always something you can do. Number nine, keep trying even after small failures and any kind of missteps. Behavior change is hard, so don't be discouraged if you don't reach your goal the first few times. Just keep trying with the strategies outlined and adjust things where needed. Trust me, if you do something 80% of the time, that's a lot better than doing nothing at all. And finally, number 10, celebrate all success along the way. Set yourself checkpoints and moments of reflection so that you can assess what's going well. You know, this could be at the end of each day, week or month. The more you check in with yourself, the more successful you'll feel and motivated to continue on your journey to reaching your goal. If you are in a place to take this all on board now, then my next piece of advice would be to use these steps in all areas of your life not just with regards to your health and fitness goals, but your personal development and your well-being, your work and your relationships. 
Today is Saturday, December 31st, and it's the last day of the year. I personally will be sitting down later today and setting some specific goals for next year and categorizing them into all areas of my life in which I want to change or improve and develop moving forward. Generally speaking, I tend to set anywhere between six to 10 big goals, but I always try and ensure that they are specific to my own health and fitness journey, my work and my own personal well-being. And then what I do is I reverse engineer them and break them down into small manageable steps. And I, and I look across the entire year and I plan out when these things are going to happen. I would love to know if this episode has helped you in any way. If it did, please share this on your Instagram story and tag me or drop me a personal message and let me know what goals you are setting and which New Year's resolutions you are completely ditching. As always, thank you so much for listening, guys, and I will catch you in the new year for my next podcast episode. Bye for now.